0: of this book is the way to a happy married life. Many present are married and many are aspiring to be married. So this is something that would be inshallah beneficial for all of us. The topic and the reason for choosing this particular book for this time is that this is a almost universal issue that many times there are major problems in homes simply because we haven't understood what is the teachings of Dean regarding how spouses should conduct themselves, what is the conduct, what is the character, what is the way of dealing with one another, how should situations be handled, these are basic things which we have been taught about in Deen, which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has dealt with in detail, given us detailed guidance because of not adopting these guidelines that have been given to us in the Quran and Sunnah. We find major problems. And once upon a time, these were things that used to be few and far between. There would be some issues here and there, but major issues were something that were a rare occurrence. But nowadays it's a daily issue that something or the other keeps coming up. Therefore it's very important that we need to be acquainted with what the guidance has been given to us. This is a vase, this is a lecture that Hazrat gave on one occasion, which was then transcribed and it was translated from Urdu to English, obviously in a was in a lecture, and especially of the great personalities. It is not something that is necessarily always confined to the topic, as Allah Taala inspires the heart with something. Sometimes there's a other topic that comes in, there's a new topic that might come in between. So, in any case, all these things are of great benefit to us. Actually, there's no need to elaborate anything, but here and there we might just elaborate something. The issue is to try and take these lessons to heart and to practice upon them. That's the bottom line. If we start practicing, then we'll get the benefit. It's like a person going to a doctor, and the doctor then prescribes some medication, and then the medication is taken and kept on the shelf. So, perhaps the shelf might get better, but it's not going to benefit us. So the thing to benefit us is we're going to have to take the medication. We're going to have to practice upon it. So therefore, this is the intention, the niyat we should have that Allah Taala give us a taqleef to bring these things into our lives. bismillahir rahmanir rahim I commenced the talk by reciting the khutbah, and in the khutbah, the ayat that are recited during the nikah, the khutbah of the nikah, those are the ayat that. Uh, that was recited, and the same ahadis that are generally heard at the time of the performing of a nikah, because this was at the time of a nikah as well that this talk was delivered. So, was recited those same ayat and ahadith and then commenced the talk. Says, so, "Before this illustrious gathering, I have recited the khutbah pertaining to the rights of husband and wife, along with the verses relative to marriage." Four verses of the Qur'an Sharif and four Ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu have been recited in your presence. I will now elaborate thereon in the sequence with which they were recited. Thereafter, the first Ayat was recited. Taqwa. Allah Ta'ala states, ya amanu haqqa O believers, fear Allah Ta'ala as he should be feared. From this one learns that to fear Allah Ta'ala a little is not sufficient. So fear Allah Ta'ala by attaining perfect piety. The question arises that what is perfect piety? For this we have to refer to the commentaries of the great commentators and not just understand it through our intellect. This is a very important point that the tafsir of the Qur'an Sharif is not a plaything. Many people tend to regard it as they just whatever comes in their mind and heart is what they should take is, as the meaning. Whereas the Qur'an Sharif is a very, very concise book which is a kalam of Allah Ta'ala and the depth is beyond our capacity, we have to refer to those who have that true knowledge of the Qur'an and who have acquired it. From their seniors, from their teachers, and through this unbroken chain, all the way up through to the Sahaba to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, therefore, he is making the same point as going along that we have to refer to the commentaries of the great commentators and not just understand it through our intellect. Hazrat Hakimul Ummat, Aĥimahullah, has mentioned the commentary of this verse in Bayanul Quran: "Kama antum shirkah utrukul maasi kullaha." That just as you have repented from kufr and shirk, so too you must stay away from all sins. This is the meaning of, ittaqullah That one level of taqwa is to give up kufr, shirk. But then one has to now move beyond that and get even higher up. And the next level of taqwa is that a person then gives up all sin. One who has stayed away from kufr and shirk, but does not save himself from sins, has not feared Allah Taala fully. One who has not fulfilled the rights of fearing Allah Ta'ala as he deserves to be feared. Fearing Allah as he deserves to be feared in this context means, just as you take precautions and stay away from kufr and shirk, so too you must take precautions against the commission of sins. So protect yourself from sins abstain from all sins and die only on islam and let death not find you but in the state of islam this is the translation and commentary of the first verse that was recited these verses that are recited at the time of the nikah this is sunnah to recite it at that time rasulullah when he performed a nikah he would recite these ayat and the common theme in all these three ayat is the theme of taqwa. Now this is an occasion of nikah, very happy occasion. Everybody is very excited and person is now setting forth on his new journey of life. So there are many, many things that could be the advice and guidance given on this occasion. But Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi was Jawami'ul ال- Kalim. Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with that gift that he would concise the whole ocean in a teacup. So likewise, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi selection of ayat also was in the same light. That from the whole Quran Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's selection would be the most appropriate and most befitting for that occasion. Because obviously at this occasion now, there's no time to recite the whole Quran Sharif. But as the guidance, it's the whole Quran, series. But certain things could be selected only for certain occasion. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam selected three ayat. There could not have been a more better selection by anybody else. And all these three ayat, the central theme is taqwa. Ya ayyuha الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله Ya ayyuha الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قَوْنًا Ya أَيُّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَرُوا يَا أَيُّهُ النَّاسُ رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمُ Central theme taqwa. And the lesson and the message that no marriage can be peaceful, can be uh, of such a situation where both the husband and the wife find that sukoon and peace that is meant to be attained out of that marriage Without that marriage being run on the lines of taqwa. Without both spouses adopting taqwa. If that taqwa is absent, to the extent that that taqwa is absent, to that extent there would be a difficulty and problem. This is something which there is no second view about it. There can be no second view about it. To the extent that there would be taqwa in that marriage from both parties, to that extent, there would be the purpose of marriage. One person asked the question that in the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمِنْ ileha. That Among the distinguishing signs of Allah Ta'ala, among the signs that Allah Ta'ala can be recognized with, that when a person ponders over this, this will take him to the Marifat of Allah Ta'ala. Among these signs are that Allah Ta'ala has created for you spouses Halakalakum min anfusikum azwaja. From your kind Allah Ta'ala has created spouses for you. And what is the purpose for this? Litaskunu ileha, So that you may gain sukoon. So that you may gain this tranquility, this peace. This is the object of nikah. That it will provide this sukoon. That there is a void in this person's heart which will not be filled with other things. Allah ta'ala has created nikah that will fill this void. So that nikah is meant to create the sukoon. Like a person, there are so many different foods meant to be full filled with the sukoon that comes from nikah. So now the question was, Allah ta'ala is saying that this is the object that Allah Ta'ala created, or the purpose for which Allah Ta'ala created spouses for you, litaskunu ileha, so that you may gain the sukoon. This person is saying, but I don't seem to be getting the sukoon anywhere. So what is the issue? Because this is what Allah Ta'ala created the spouses for. So, to just take that example of the food again, that for example, Allah Ta'ala created the animals that a person now may slaughter them in Allah's name and then consume that meat which is going to provide that protein for him. So that's what the purpose of that is. This is not nourish insan. Allah Ta'ala created this, this animal. The animal also has life. But Allah Ta'ala has made that slaughtering of that animal on his name permissible for the benefit of this insan. So now that is the purpose of it, that he will eat it, he will consume it. So now this person slaughters that animal and then he starts eating that meat raw. Doesn't cook it. Now he eats it raw. What will be the outcome? He's going to get sick. Now he says, but we heard in the Quran that Allah created these animals so that you may consume them and it will nourish you. I consumed it. I'm already almost dying. He says, well, you didn't follow the process. That is the purpose. Allah Ta'ala created it for insan to benefit from it. For insan to eat it and get nourished. But there is a process. In dunya, there is a process with which everything has to be done. So now you have to first clean it, wash it, and then after cook it correctly, now when it will be cooked correctly, now it will be consumed, then it will benefit you. Because you are not the animal in the jungle that can eat it raw. Allah t'ala created that animal, that lion will eat it raw, it will benefit. But we are not that ferocious animals of the jungle. We are insan. We are insan. So insan will have to take a different process. He'll have to undertake a very dignified process. So now he'll take the effort to cook it, prepare it. Now that he will consume it, it will bring that benefit of nourishment. So likewise, Allah t'ala created spouses for sukoon. But there's a process in how the sukun is going to be attained through that spouse. If the correct character is adopted, the correct manner and approach is adopted, the correct way of life is adopted, the way of life which Rasulullah ﷺ has taught, what we have been taught about the akhlaq in the Quran Sharif itself, and then what to Salaam ﷺ has taught, then without doubt that sukun will be attained. Because this is the promise of Allah Ta'ala. But the process has to be followed. But now if the person bypasses the process, he doesn't want to cook that food and he wants to insist on eating it raw, he's going to have to suffer the consequences. So this is the way that, so this is that central theme in all the ayat that are recited in the khutbah of the nikah, the central theme is taqwa. And this is the all-encompassing aspect That if this taqwa is adopted, because taqwa includes everything that's necessary. Whether it is a person's akhlaq, his muasharat,
1: his muamalat,
0: and obviously his ibadat, his iman is the foundation of everything. So taqwa includes everything. So in this one word, the whole deen is encompassed. As a person who has adopted taqwa, so he is not only going to be performing his salah, He's going to be fulfilling the rights of his parents also. He's going to be fulfilling the rights of his wife as well. He's going to be fulfilling the rights of his children. The person who has adopted taqwa, it won't be that he'll only be fasting in the month of Ramadan, and then he'll come and have everybody under tension. He'll adopt this correct akhlaq at home also. The person who has adopted taqwa in its reality. Unfortunately, we departmentalize things, and then we give our understanding to what has been explained in the Quran Sharif, in the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, our thinking about taqwa is simply that a person must now perform his 5 times salah. Indeed, this is essentially part of taqwa. But we confine it to this. He's performing his salah, and he's not drinking, he's not gambling, he's not committing zina, but he's the greatest muttaqi on earth, the person regards himself as such, even though if after that he is committing zulm, he's oppressing, and he's causing harm to others, and he is not transacting correctly, doesn't matter, all that can carry on in life. As long as I am doing these few things, and I am perfect. Whereas, that is not sufficient for our najat and salvation. That is essential. But together with that, all the departments of deen have to be fulfilled. So, this was the first ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited and explained. The translation was explained. Thereafter, the discussion continues. Almost time for Zohar. inshallah InshaAllah, we will continue with this tomorrow. Allah give us the tawfiq that we adopt this lesson of taqwa in every facet of life and also to attain the sukoon within our homes. There also we need to adopt this taqwa. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Inshallah, after Zohar, we'll have the second program. Allah SubhanAllah.